This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. At the very least, changing their rhetoric and some of them even changing their actions. And on a personal note, to be honest with you, uh, teaching these issues for 13 years, uh, I've seen in real time and in the classroom, the generational shift. In other words, for some of these issues, it became almost easier to teach them because to younger generations, because for younger generations, I do not need to establish how important these issues are. They already know how important these issues are. The question is, okay, how do we address them? What can I do about it through my career? What can I do about it as a business leader? So I have seen change all around. And even though it Sometimes and often around the world, especially when you see the world of politics, it's easy to become pessimistic. It's, it's easy to be depressed even sometimes. Um, what gets me going and what continues the momentum for me is precisely the, the, the engagement that I have with businesses in general and especially with the younger generations of entrepreneurs and executives. Is it becoming easier for for organizations to go this route i know it used to be we put in some recycling bins and you know do do a little bit of surface uh change but is it becoming easier um as you say the more that that things are being driven by all these different uh realms these different Mm -hmm. areas um i think the short answer is no it's not easier because this is a very complex underlying problem to go from business as usual to being a responsible or a sustainable business it's a very fundamental transformation i often call this a disruption in business as usual because companies are lacking the skills the knowledge and the experience they require in order to address these environmental and social issues so i do not think it's becoming easier or was ever easy I think um, what is happening is that the change itself is becoming, first of all, more mainstream, therefore, second of all, more legitimate. Because in the past, I would say, you know, 20, 30 years ago, even though some companies had some commitments, if you were to come out so forcefully, um, you would probably be regarded as not the marginal business, but the exception to the rule, something that was at the periphery of business. Whereas now, whether we talk about governments, whether we talk about investors, whether we talk about broadly the social license to operate, it is not only expected, but it's actually demanded that businesses will at least engage in this transformation. So although the transformation itself hasn't become easier, the legitimacy of of, of, of change and the legitimacy on in a sense, embarking on this journey of change is becoming uh, uh, much more legitimate. The legitimacy is increasing and it's becoming mainstream. Are you noticing that people who are beginning businesses have this have the environment in their consideration? Or are you noticing more established companies that are wanting to make the shift? Because I imagine one might be... Um, one might be far more difficult to accomplish than the other. It is both. I think it is both. And I think like every period of disruption, these challenges and opportunities and change, it's going to come from two sources, existing players adapting what they do and new players entering and disrupting traditional business. And we have seen this, and let me start with the entrepreneurship side. We have seen this particularly in the last year or two. The reason why venture capital and venture capitalists and even high net worth individuals 
are increasingly investing in new ventures because we know that these entrepreneurial startups have the potential for groundbreaking innovations, which we desperately need in some sectors, right? Technological or otherwise. And therefore, everybody is looking for the next best idea in this space, an idea that is powerful, an idea that can bring about an innovation that can solve one of the world's challenges and at the same time be profitable. And why do we need it to be profitable? Not because, you know, I mean, yeah, of course, it's, it's nice to be profitable, but in my view, a viable profitable business is the business that scales up. And if we want these solutions to have a bigger impact on the grand challenges, we desperately need these solutions to scale up. That's why I personally believe in the power of business as an institution, because it's one of those institutions, if not the only one, to be honest, that can scale up solutions so quickly and efficiently and effectively. And we have seen this disruption. We have seen this entry, right? Think about Tesla in the automobile industry. Think about Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat into the traditional meat industry. Think about Oatly in alternative milks and so on and so forth. So we have seen those disruption happening. And I think that is going to be a main driver of change. But as you, we said at the beginning, there's also the large companies adapting. And it makes sense, right? You might think about all of the stakeholders they currently have. Their customers are demanding more environmentally and socially responsible products and services. Their investors are demanding the integration of ESG into their and into their operations so that they are able to value them in their investment decisions. Governments are demanding more in terms of environmental regulations and disclosures a, a lot of the time, right? On top of that, they have social movements knocking on their door and demanding that they do more. Also, their own employees, think about what happened with McKinsey in 2021, right? They, they send a letter to the, to the leadership of the organization. Look, we are working with some of the world's largest carbon emitters, but it seems to us that we're not doing enough to limit their impact. No response. By October that year, we, we see resignations of McKinsey consultants because their vision did not align with the, align with the business. And on top of all that, of course, it is the underlying science, right? In recent years, we understand much more, of course, about climate change, plastics pollution, deforestation, biodiversity loss. We have the planetary boundaries framework that tell us how bad we're really doing as a system. So with all of those pressures, how could you possibly be a large business and survive if you don't adapt to those pressures? So we, we the second kind of the uh, engine of change, in addition to the startups, is going to be those businesses that, first of all, understand the scale and scope of the adaptation challenge, and second of all, make a true and honest and authentic commitment to really transform themselves. There is no such thing, of course, as a 100% sustainable business, but we have seen a number of successful attempts up to now. And, you know, the usual suspects that we all know and talk about Companies like Unilever and the Sustainable Living Plan, uh, leaders like Paul Polman, leaders like Indra Nuyi and the performance with purpose at PepsiCo and so on and so forth. We have seen those attempts and we have seen how difficult they are. So I think those are the two engines through which we are going to see change. And on, on, a, on a slight note here, I think this also highlights the period of disruption we are in. Right, because we see a lot of new entry, and we see a, a, a extraordinary adapt, adaptation attempts by existing players. And we need to be clear that there is no rosy path ahead. Periods of disruption, what do they do? They leave behind casualties. 
not all companies will be able to transition. In fact, as I often say, the corporate graveyard is packed with one's iconic brand that failed to navigate disruptions. Kodak, Polaroid, Sears, Blockbuster, the list is endless. And now, honestly, we are facing a disruption that we haven't seen before because the environmental and social challenges, if we're being honest with ourselves, these are issues that businesses were sweeping under the rug, right? As long as nobody knows that I have children in the, in the mines, I can just keep having them. As nobody knows that I'm polluting the local rivers, I can keep polluting and so on and so forth. And now it's time to pay the bill, right? These are issues that in the past businesses were essentially not engaged in perhaps as much as they should. Uh, and that's what makes this disruption potentially dangerous for some of them that continue to be in denial about the needs to change. 